1: And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
0: We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health.
1: Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey, what's up, Rush Nation? It's Murph here. It's Monday. It's time for another edition of the Wave Wire. Uh, I'm here to take you through what is a very, very, very thin uh, Wave Wire, but hopefully you've pulled out some gems here just to Uh, help you to pick up and uh, try and get through the last of the buys. So with week 12 now, the buys are here. They're here to be finished off. We've got four teams on buy. Uh, A lot of them are high-scoring offences as well, such as the Chargers, the Vikings, and the, the Chiefs. So, you know, to keep that in mind, you all probably have someone in there that's on buy this week and prepared for it. So it's time to just adjust and get somebody in. Now, if you don't have someone on buy, there is a couple of players here that are worth some value and worth owning, and I'll highlight those. But ultimately, if you've got through your buys and you're literally only going to be picking up one player, it's now the time to start getting in and picking up those handcuffs. So, if you haven't already, go and read uh, Andre's article. He did a brilliant article on handcuffs, and which are the ones you should own and why. But ultimately, it's time to be thinking about picking up your Alexander Matson, who is okay on buy this week, but It doesn't matter. You're picking up a handcuff. You're not expecting them to to do much. Uh, Alternatively, there's Tony Pollard. There's a a number of handcuffs. So go and read that article and definitely go and pick up those premium handcuffs. There's uh, some players that, if you're struggling to think about drops, uh, happy to give you some players right now that, for me, are droppable and no need to be keeping them on your roster. So the first up is Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson isn't getting a lot of volume. He's somebody who... Uh, pretty much is done in that offense. I really wouldn't have anyone in that Jets offense at the moment unless you're really struggling at tight end, and there absolutely isn't anybody. Ryan Griffin is someone who can potentially add some value. He's had a couple of really good weeks now, but he's not someone I'd want to rely on for the end of the season. Uh, Jameson Crowder in that offense is someone who's worth having as well, but anybody else is, I'd say, uh, not worth really owning. Obviously, their bell. Remains almost a start, but with the way he is with injuries and is he injured, is he not injured and doesn't seem to be putting 100% effort in, which is a bit of a concern for me. Other players you can drop, uh, OJ Howard you can drop. He is completely uh, irrelevant from moving forward. A lot of people aren't going to do this, but for me, David Johnson is a drop. If you're in a redraft league, he holds uh, little to no value now until the end of the season. Uh, He's not getting the volume. He's not getting the touches. Uh, it's very much uh, Drake City in there, and then we still got Edmonds to come back as well. Who's going to get a lot of work when he gets back? So, for me, very much uh, a disappointment and someone who you can't use anymore. A lot of people invested in Brian Hill. Brian Hill is someone who was disappointing. He did score at the end of the game, but uh, the touchdown was was you know uh, pulled back due to penalties. So that's another player who, due to his schedule now, you've got Tampa this week who is still the, the number one run defence uh, in the NFL and then the Saints after that who have an excellent run defence as well. So uh, he is a player now that you can you can drop unless you absolutely need him to, to play and get through the bye uh, this week. Um, if you've got a second quarterback and one of your quarterbacks isn't Patrick Mahomes, uh, or Kurt. Well, I mean, I doubt Kurt Cousins is your primary, and Phil Rivers. Like, again, I, I'd be surprised if they were your your primary quarterbacks. If they are, there, there's better options out there. I mean, Cousins isn't doing too bad recently, but he's still not someone I'd be. I mean, I just did my quarterback uh, rest of season rankings, and I still have him outside the top twelve. There are definitely other quarterbacks who I'd be picking up and using week to week outside of him. So I'd be looking at. Uh, dropping those quarterbacks um, and if you've got a backup someone like a James Winston but you've got Lamar Jackson I have that combination in a lot of places this is the week I'll probably be fading Winston out because uh, I'll just be rolling with Lamar week to week it's no longer a uh, you know you've got you you got these quarterbacks now who are matchup proof um, so if you've got your Deshaun Watson's your Dak Prescott's your uh, Lamar Jackson's your Russell Wilson's you don't need to be carrying a second uh, QB. They're just a, a waste of a roster spot. And uh, you go ahead and drop those and free up a spot. Uh, same goes with backup defenses. You shouldn't really ever carry one. But if you are to cover the bye weeks of a New England, for example, then you, know, you don't you need don't, all the San Francisco 49ers. As bye weeks are done, you don't need a backup uh, defense. Just go ahead and roll that out. Same with kickers. There's no, in no instance should you have a backup kicker. Uh, there's just no requirement to have two kickers on on your roster, and what I mean by that is, let me give you the the point spread between the uh, the kicker one and the kicker twelve in fantasy scoring this season. So the total spread of points over ten games or eleven games is twenty six between the the kicker which tied eleventh between Dan Bailey and Chris Boswell to. Harrison Butker, okay, Butker goes tonight, but so that gap will, will increase ever so slightly. But again, it's less than thirty points over eleven weeks. It's less than three points a game. It's not overly going to hurt you. Just uh, pick a kicker and go from there. You know, you'll have guys like Matt Gay, who is tied third overall in point scoring. He's probably free in a lot of leagues. Uh, Matt Prater is the Lions kicker. Uh, he is seventeen points behind Butker. So you're talking about one point five points a game. Um, he's free on a lot of waiver wires. Brett Maher, he is 20 points, so you're looking at just under two points a game. Over 11 weeks, he's someone that you can pick up. Joey Sly, again, probably someone you can pick up. Josh Lambeau, Dan Bailey, Chris Boswell. These are all kickers that are pretty much free in most leagues or at least half of leagues. You know, If you've got a Harrison Butker, uh, if you've got Dan Bailey, you know, these kickers can be dropped. I know Butker is the kicker one. um, And if you want to pick him back up and he's free, then do it. But, you know, the drop from Harrison Butker to Zane Gonzalez is two points right now, which is just not a lot. Um, And seven points to, to Matt Gay, who, you know, has only missed one field goal since week three. So you're not losing anything by dropping these kickers. So just get them dropped. Do not have a backup kicker on your roster. It's just wasting a bench spot. There are some other players who you can consider dropping if they're not performing. Tyrell Williams is a sort of touchdown-dependent player. He's probably worth owning compared to what is out there, but um, we got some waiver-wire picks that if you're struggling, then th- these guys can come in. But, you know, at the end of the day, we've got players now who have proven that we just don't need any more. Juju Smith-Schuster, to me, in a shallower league, is droppable. So he's someone that you can drop. I mean, he has got the same him and Randall Cobb, for example, were two points apart, and Randall Cobb is, is on waiver wire. So, you know, he, he that's the kind of level we're talking about. Juju is the wide receiver, thirty-eight uh, in standard scoring. So he's someone that you can drop. Brandon Cooks, so I don't think he's coming back this season. If so, he's not had a great season. He's someone that you can drop. Um Dee, Dee Westbrook, we were kind of hoping on would would do quite well. He might be worth another week to see what happens. Corey Davis can go. Uh, Hunter Renfro, unless you're in a deep league, can can be dropped. You know, all these players really aren't doing anything. As I mentioned, you know, Robbie Anderson is the wide receiver 68 on the season. He's played 10 games and he's got 47.9 points. He's an average of 4.8 points a week. So these players can all be dropped uh, for these backup handcuffs. And listen, at the end of the day, it's a backup handcuff for a reason. There's no guarantee that these will play. But as I mentioned on a previous podcast, you'll end up picking up somebody and then if there's an injury like to Dalvin Cook, for example, and you've got Alexandra Matheson, you've potentially got a league winner right there in your ranks. Same with Zeke Elliott who has not played well. There's every chance that they start bringing Tony Pollard into play a bit more. He wasn't very good at the weekend. You can look at the box score and say, it's fine, he scored a touchdown. He did the back dance in the end zone. But, uh, he's not a player that is on fire. He's not a player that, for me, is a, is a top four running back in this league as it stands right now. So, you know, these are situations you want to keep an eye on and be thinking about getting those handcuffs um, because you might get a situation like Cream Hunt last year where a player does something and gets banned. All of a sudden, you've got the backup like Damian Williams was. You win your league. Top Gurley gets injured. You've got CJ Anderson who just storms in and becomes a league winner. Aaron Jones goes down. Um, Jamal Williams steps up and, and wins you your championship in week 16. So these are the guys you want to be targeting. But read J's, Dre's article on the website at 5 UK and definitely get on those. But enough about strategy. Let's talk a little bit about uh, who to be picking up this week. So I'll start with quarterbacks. Uh, first quarterback I'll go with this week is Ryan Tannehill. He's 15.8% owned on ESPN Leagues. He was on buy last week. but He has earned the starting job for Tennessee and he has looked pretty good. Uh, So since coming in from Ariota, he's completed 71.3% of his passes. He has nine touchdowns, eight of them passing, with a rushing touchdown thrown in there. Just the four INTs with 1,161 yards and passing and 83 yards rushing. So he's facing Jacksonville in, you know, a loser goes home. Even I'd say the Jacks are, uh, Jags are are pretty much done at this stage, but this is a loser go home game, and you know that Jags defense isn't anything to be worried about anymore. So Tanner Hill should put up a pretty effective uh, game, and he's someone that I would be targeting if I was absolutely desperate for a quarterback this week. Uh, the other one is Sam Darnold. He was on this list last week. If you listened to me last week, he had a brilliant day: nineteen for thirty for two hundred and ninety-three yards, four touchdowns, one interception. You know, he did lose three yards of rushing, mostly down to Neil. So it doesn't really matter. But he has put two brilliant performances in together now. And Sam Donald had injuries and mono and and all this sort of thing. So, you know, we saw this last year with Sam Donald. He takes a while to get going. And then in December, he was the most efficient quarterback in the league. And it seems to be trending that way again. Now, I'll hold my boat slightly because it is the Redskins that he played and beat last week and it was the, the Giants the week before. But this week he has Oakland. So this is a great time to be picking up Darnold to potentially pick up another two, three touchdowns passing and think he's uh, someone that can do the business again this week. So if you have Mahomes, if you have Cousins or Phil Rivers and, you know, you're struggling, either try and find a longer term replacement or, you know, pick up Pick up Sam Darnold, you'll be fine. Running backs and wide receivers is where it starts to get really thin. So running backs, uh, I've got a guy called Jonathan Williams, who is from the Colts. He is 0% owned. He's not owned by nearly anyone. He is 116 yards rushing. He got on the weekend uh, with one reception for 31 yards receiving. And that's because Marlon Mack left the game in the third quarter with what has now been confirmed as a fractured hand. Uh, That should be Marlon Mack down for the next two, three weeks. And then if there's playoff implications, he might be back for week 16, week 17. He might not. It kind of all depends. Williams is someone that, you know, he's, he's not touting him to be the next sort of big thing or, or have a, a massive uh, implication on the game. But I think he's someone who can can get some yardage. I mean, at the end of the day, Marlon Mack has been a wide receiver too for the majority of the season. So I want to temper expectations slightly that you're not buying... Uh, a league winner or, or, or even a weak winner. But ultimately, the waiver wire is so thin, there isn't that many players under 30% owned who are going to make a difference for you. And this guy is going to have the volume because the Colts play on Thursday night football. Marlon Mack's not going to play. Jordan Wilkins is sidelined. He's probably not going to play either. So the only other back he's going to be competing with touches with is uh, Naheem Hines. And Naheem Hines is uh, you know, a, a change of pace back. He's a, He's a catching back. So he's not going to do a lot so williams should get first down second down to to make an impact here again i temper expectations slightly and there are better options if you get into the 40 50 percent mark scour your league uh have a look and see who is available uh you might see a better option out there for you but ultimately if not and it's thin jonathan williams i guarantee you he's free in your league the other back here is is you know we're really reaching here is trey edmunds He's on this list a, a couple of weeks ago. He's four point eight percent owned for week eleven. He had three carries for eleven rushing yards and three receptions for twenty-seven yards. Now James Conner was out, which is why he was on this list a couple of weeks ago. James Conner has re-injured his shoulder, which was uh, surprising/slash unsurprising because it's it, surprising that he was carrying an injury because he wasn't on the inju- injury report or the injury designation report for that shoulder. But it was a you know aggravated injury. He is someone that I would be looking to, you know, he, he doesn't look likely that James Conner is going to play this week. So Edmonds, if that's the case, Jamie Samuels becomes a, a, a sort of a catching back and a sort of dump out in the slot and screens. And, you know, he's not going to run the ball that much. So Trey Edmonds should pick up a lot more of the volume. So again, no temporary expectations, I'm not expecting a 100-yard rushing night, but if you've got a Damian Williams, a Gordon, Eckler, Dalvin Cook on by and you need someone to plug a hole for a week and you, you've got an asset you can drop, like I mentioned, one of these guys for a week and then you trade them out uh, and dump them the following week is 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 an absolutely fine move. Wide receivers, there there is some longer-term uh, players here that they should be owned. The first is Darius Slayton. He's 21.3% owned. Uh, we talked about him on last Tuesday's show. We talked about him on the Wave Warrior show last week. He was someone who had a real coming-of-age game, uh, over 100 yards and touchdowns. He had a really, really good game against the Giants. Uh, he's been on buy this week. But the reason we brought him up is he's someone who will be aggressively targeted with fab dollars this week. Um, so he's going to cost you more this week uh, than last week. Uh, so just be prepared for a few more fab dollars down. Or in the waiver claims, You know, if you're picking near the top, you know he's someone you might want to target unless you have a, a stronger position to need from what we've already talked about. So uh, it doesn't seem likely Shepard's going to go due to that concussion. But keep an eye on the waiver report. But at the moment, I would say he's up there uh, with the next guy we're talking about as the best wide receiver option on the waiver wire. That other player is Debo Samuel. So Debo Samuel is twenty five point one percent owned. He's coming off a week where yesterday he had eight receptions for one hundred and thirty-four yards. Again, I temper expectations slightly that he was playing the Arizona Cardinals, who are one of the worst defenses in the in the NFL. But he has well and truly arrived. He's broken a hundred yards in the air in the last two games. And he's definitely getting more targets and he's becoming a big factor. One of the reasons for this is, is uh, the trade for Emmanuel Sanders, which was just before the trade deadline. So it's something else for the uh, defences to be thinking about. They either put more pressure on, on Sanders and then that's leaving Debo Samuel free. Ultimately, this is the end of, of uh, Dante Pettis, who a lot of us are very high on coming into the season. Uh, he is pretty much irrelevant. And if he's still on your roster and it's not a dynasty league, he has to be dropped because he's not going to factor any anymore. But Samuel is getting open. He's definitely making plays. The one issue with, with Samuel is, is a lack of touchdowns. He's only found the end zone once so far this season. That was against the Bengals in week two or week three. So, you know, he's got a long time without scoring, even in these last two big games. But it's good that he's getting points, especially PPR points without touchdowns, because that's easier to sort of accrue week to week. But, I will say he's probably due some uh, positive regression in the touchdown column due to the amount of receptions he's had to have not scored in this run. is is almost bizarre. So I'd expect there to be some positive regression in the touchdown column in his in his favor. And you know, it wouldn't shock me to see him get into the end zone against the Green Bay Packers. What's going to be a blockbuster game in Week 12. Tight end is Jacob Hollister. And Jacob Hollister um, was someone we briefly mentioned as someone you should be picking up after... His last two games, uh, he's really replaced Will Disley and made himself the number one tight end in Seattle. So he's coming off a bye, but in his two games before the bye, he had 12 catches for 99 yards and three touchdowns. And one of these was against the 49. Uh, He caught a game-winning touchdown uh, against the Buccaneers in overtime in a two-touchdown day, which, okay, we know that the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers aren't great against tight ends. But then to back that up against a, a really good... San Francisco offense is is important. So if you've got Kelsey or Henry this week, then he should be a top waiver wire ad for you. Because uh, going forward, he's also a flex option. Uh, I think he's someone that does start uh, in a lineup most weeks. Uh, he's really putting some great performances together. If for some reason Hollister is gone in your league, he's 14.2% owned. So he should be free in most of your leagues. Ryan Griffin, as a mention of the Jets, is someone who you can pick up this week, and uh, you know, no guarantees he'd be absolutely brilliant, but I do think he'll be better than anybody else that you can find on the waiver wire right now. kicker, I've gone with Young Hoku. He's four point nine percent owned. He is with the Atlanta Falcons. So, for those of you that don't know, Koo was with the Chargers a couple of years ago um, or season before last, and then he was cut, and then he uh, had a really, really good time in the XFL. He's one of the few players that have broken from the XFL back into the uh, NFL um, and he was picked up on the Falcons by they cut Matt Bryant and as a result who has uh, really really impressed he's just missed the one kick uh, since he's been in Atlanta and actually in that first uh, week after the bye when they beat the Saints he was named the NFC special teams player of the week so he's due another double-digit fantasy game he's had two in a row 15 fantasy points and 10 fantasy points he plays the buccaneers next which we know that the falcons will score points you know this will be another shootout this will be high scoring i'll be targeting who to come in this week and give you another double-digit performance just to save you any hassle of of having a dip if you've got buck uh, or someone else, but kickers at this point are very streamable. Uh, they should be matchup dependent. You don't need to be holding someone like Butker, as I mentioned, with the points different. So drop him, go with Koo, you'll be fine. DST, uh, I've gone this week with a shock. I've gone with the, the Detroit Lions, and part of this goes back to targeting bad teams and matchups. So, you know, the Lions are playing the Washington Redskins this week. So the DST of the Lions isn't amazing. They've had two top 12 finishes this year. But the Redskins have been really, really bad. I mean, really bad until garbage time touchdowns on Sunday. They went 16 quarters without scoring a touchdown. That's four games uh, without scoring a touchdown. You know, they're averaging 9, 10 points a game on offense with Bill Callahan as the head coach. It's just not pretty. And uh, as a result, I really fancy the Lions to feast in this Thanksgiving game. You know, with the Lions, the season that is going down the pan, you've got Matt Stafford potentially out for six weeks and is therefore, you know, effectively finished for the season. You've got Jeff Driscoll, who isn't terrible, but he's no Matt Stafford. This season is pretty much done for the Lions, but Thanksgiving is a really important tradition for them. You know, they play every Thanksgiving day. It's a massive, massive thing for them to have that game every Thanksgiving. And even when the season's written off, This is their big, big game of the season. So for me, the Lions would be up for it. I really fancy them to take Haskins apart. Uh, I said this last week when I mentioned the Jets, you know, the quarterbacks I'd be targeting on a week-to-week basis. Dwayne Haskins, as long as he starts, uh, I'd be targeting Kyle Allen. I'd be targeting Daniel Jones. Those three quarterbacks, for me, turn the ball over an awful lot. Even Winston to a degree, but the the difference with Winston is they'll put up points to Buccaneers, and you are relying on Winston to turn the ball, which he does quite a lot, but he will have these games down the stretch where he might not. So for me, I'd be looking at Haskins, Daniel Jones, and Kyle Allen as the three who are consistently going to turn the ball over without being in command of a hugely strong offense that are going to massively hurt you. So this week I've gone with the Detroit Lions and I think they're going to have uh, a very positive impact uh, for you for the DST perspective. Hope they land sort of a minimum of six points. Ultimately I'm trying to pick a DST that isn't going to lose you a week uh, with some upside. So I think they've got a pretty safe floor, Uh, but that's it for this week's waiver wire. I do enjoy doing these shows. If there are any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our Flick chat. If it's not in the show notes, uh, it is in the link to our bio. Uh, Alternatively, you can get a, in touch with us uh, on Twitter at Five Yard Rush. Ask us some questions on there. We'd like to keep everything towards the Flick Chat. It makes it a little bit easier to manage, but we'll do what we can uh, as always going forward. Tune in to tomorrow's show. We've got the flagship uh, show where me and Stocks will be in the studio and we'll be covering over the week's news as well as also uh, looking ahead to this week, a uh, little bit of injury reports, and then also looking at uh, a few other. Uh, bits and pieces some Murph on the Street should be pretty good this week as well. We'll then have the staff takeover show, which I think will come out late Wednesday. Isn't, I don't think it's going to be a recap of the games. I think we're still talking about what that's going to be because we think it's probably a bit late for recap of week 11 when we're on the verge of, of week 12. So, you know, stay tuned. It'll be a little surprise as to what that is. And then Thursday, we've got an amazing guest again. So stay tuned for that. Be another way to get even more professional insight as to how to win. I mean, this is such a crucial, week here in week 12 last teams on bye. if your team is at that five six win mark this is the point now where you need to really kick on and just get yourself those couple of wins that you need to to get into the playoffs you've only got two or, or three weeks left um, until the playoffs starts so get yourself in playoff contention every week is about winning now it is every week but this more so if you're a team that's sitting on 10 wins nine wins you know, start thinking about your strategy to the playoffs. You want to keep it up so you get a nicer schedule, but you also need to be thinking about how to block opponents. Uh, think about that more matchup uh, dynamic in terms of picking up handcuffs, especially like potential playoff candidate handcuffs as well just to really hurt them a, a little bit more um and there's some strategy that we'll get into in the next week or so that we can talk about that in more detail but stay tuned for all the shows this week they're going to be absolutely brilliant check out our sponsors because without them this also wouldn't be possible but until tomorrow rush nation keep rushing